everyone, and welcome to episode five of Those Magic Sparks podcast, a show about anything and everything related to Walt Disney World. Today's show will be a bit of a silly hodgepodge of topics, a change of pace from our more traditional news-based shows. So get ready for some playful fun and frivolity here on Those Magic Sparks. Those Magic Sparks podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Peg Zisman, and I am joined, as always, by my wife and co-host, Rachel Zisman. Hello. Hi. So, Rach, I am really excited for today's episode. I mean, I'm excited for every episode, but this one is delightfully random. I would agree. Yeah. I've gathered several miscellaneous items of Disney interest from throughout the internet, and I just want to kind of smush it all together for a little potpourri of a discussion today. (laughs) I am very excited. Wonderful. The first thing I want to talk about was inspired by a, I'm going to say this in quotes, news article that I stumbled across recently. Basically, there are these rose gold macaroons coming to Disneyland And Millennial Pink mini ears and a spirit jersey coming to Disney shops in both Disney World and Disneyland. And these items are being released after a plethora of miscellaneous items have already been released in these two colors as well. So my question is, what is it with the craze for rose gold and Millennial Pink? And also, what is the difference between these two colors? I I don't understand. You sound like such a not millennial right now. I probably, but <laughs> in my day we just had regular pink. Um yeah, is there a difference so, between these two colors first of all? I uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. I think it's hip and trendy. I want to get one of the spirit jerseys that are in millennial pink cuz I'm basic like that. Okay, fair enough. I like neon colors because I'm a child of the 90s. <laughs> Lisa Frank. <laughs> yeah, colors. I would like uh-huh. Lisa Frank Disney merchandise. I don't understand because I believe both of the both of these colors are essentially like a pale pink. A muted blush pink. It's like choosing between really like into this color. taupe and eggshell. <laughs> I, was re- I don't want to say that I'm like a total hipster and was into it before, but I was super into... Um, what I called Dusty Rose in, like, what is 2012. That? How is that different? It's not. It's the same. What I'm, saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is I was really into this color before it was super cool, so. You're taking the moment here not to discuss, because I'll be mm-hmm. honest, I, I came into this topic fully expecting to make fun of it, and you are trying to up the ante <laughs> and be like, no, I found it cool no, first. No, I like so it. So you're validating the coolness of this color and saying that you were cool enough that you found it first. I mean, I just feel like, wake up, Grandpa. It's a trendy <laughs> color right now. Uh, okay. If they're, if people want it, they should make the merchandise. I want all of it. I'm <laughs> okay, mad that I'm not because... actively eating a macaroon and wearing... <laughs> 
Don't they have like a rose gold churro as well? Yeah, a strawberry a rose strawberry gold churro. churro. Which, for the record, was a recycled mm. concept. They had strawberry churros once upon a time, and they just so happened to have a pinkish goldish color. And they thought, brilliant, let's just bring them back. Because now they are a trendy color. That's and we can maybe even, genius. I don't even know if they upcharge, but they could have. The rose golds. I love it. So, because one of the questions I was going to ask here is what color would you choose to make trendy? Because obviously Disney's going to make merch for it because people are buying it. I am so not going to buy it. So if you were going to pick a color of the moment, what would you pick? Yeah, but my color of the moment has been the color since I was like 14. I know, but... What color would you make the color of the moment? Well, you know the answer to this. I'm going to guess you would say Columbia blue. Obviously. And it has to be Columbia blue because if it's royal blue, I'm like in a rage. I hate royal <laughs> you blue hate so royal much. Blue so and much. I hate baby blue, like powder blue. I hate it so it much also. And navy, middle. navy is awful, but I love Columbia blue. Mm. If it's in that sweet spot there. <laughs> it's that exact for days. Everything else I absolutely, how do you feel about it? puts teal? me in a rage. Oh, favorable. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would pick like mint green to make the trendy Ugh. color. No, listen, I hate How is that the how is that a <laughs> worthy of a blah? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I unpopular opinion, because it's spring. I don't look forward to the spring every year, not mm. only because it's mud season and everything's gloomy constantly, but also because you I don't hate enjoy, spring like, color palette. The Easter palette. No, I That's hate fair. pastels. I love neons, so that leads me more into summer. And I also love really dark, like, like the, the second half of the rainbow. <laughs> the ex- I like highlighter colors in the exact opposite of that. Yeah, like okay. like blacks. Blacks. I want highlighter plus black, which actually in its own is way Lisa is... Lisa Frank. It is. <laughs> I was going to say it's trendy. Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah, right. It was trendy. And in my heart, it still is. It is still trendy. I want Columbia blue. If if Because the other question was, so not only which color would you choose to make trendy, it's what is one product you'd want to see made in that color? Ooh. And I, I pre-thought of an answer oh, to this. Oh, yeah? I, because they're doing it to food, I would want a Dole Whip <gasps> dyed Columbia blue. No, it would just turn green. You're probably right. <laughs> but is there already dye in it? Or is that all natural uh, pineapple color? Well, actually, the top part is pretty whitish, so maybe they could get close You'd to it. You'd have to it. put an awful lot of dye in there. They and then your mouth a, turns blue. They could get a lot closer to the mint green with mine. They probably could. But then it would be confusing because mint green already has a flavor that you associate with it. So you would need to pick something else, I think. I would want a travel mug, one of those Tervis travel mugs with a mint green top. Because that is special. They do like red, navy, black, like really basic colors. So mint green top. And then on the side, I want it to be clear with the image of the castle in like mint green and like other other color palettes that you hate. <laughs> like lavender and like silver, s- silver glitter. Well, I'm, I'm with I you on really the silver glitter. I have a really specific idea of what I want. <laughs> you just go ahead and design yeah. it. <laughs> Are you listening? I've got an idea. I, I'm with you on the silver glitter. I can buy into that. I love... What? That's the part that you latch onto? Yeah, it was. Everything else is beautiful. <laughs> no. <gasps> you could do a lot of Little Mermaid theming with um, mint green, too. Oh, and the lavender. You're mixing mm-hmm. her colors. You just throw some red and you got it all. Yes. Done. <laughs> Let's make this happen. I don't know. I am wanting to go back to my Columbia blue because now I'm a little bit jealous that you created... 
like a keepsies <laughs> item. Right. I only have you a doll do, whip that's not going to work. It's going to be green. Do, <laughs> you could do a churro, a blueberry churro. But again, I, I'm going to eat it and then it's done. That's true. I love snapbacks. And I feel like Disney has started venturing into the snapback realm. They have um, a power line snapback from the 90s Disney classic, like A Goofy, goofy Movie. movie. <laughs> Like that band they go see. The yeah, power. I want it. Adding it to my birthday list right now. Um, but they're starting to venture into snapbacks. And I think we mm. could do some modern, cool image of Mickey silhouette with black brim, black Ooh. Mickey icon, bright Columbia blue snapback hat. I would have that right now. We even we invented some really specific products that we wanted. We clearly knew exactly <laughs> what we wanted. <laughs> right. You know, and when you think like what product would you want to be like, I want a t shirt and be like, no, I have a really specific idea. I want a turbus, that, I want a hat. <laughs> that came to mind. Exactly <laughs> this is what I want. Yeah. I'm Make I'm prepared happen. for this. You know, if they had you're right though. I understand why you want all the like all of the um, rose gold, all of the mm. millennial pink. Because if they if Columbia Blue was their hot bump in color i would buy all, all of it, it. Every, spirit jersey done sold i would buy the turvis i would buy the ornament you want it all i, do I want love it all the rose gold i would buy the yoga pants you know me i like all boring colors you, and so <laughs> your favorite colors are taupe, taupe gray and sunshine yellow white off-white and pale it's yellow so unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> it's so unfortunate my favorite like my least favorite colors are your favorites that's true it's hard to pick nail polish colors with us the second order of business today has to do with a bracket that's been rather popular recently and i'm not talking about the ncaa tournament brackets i'm talking of course about the disney pixar movie bracket that's been tearing friendships apart on the internet <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say I'm really reconsidering our marriage after looking at your bracket. Oh gosh. Well let's hold that for a second. So first we need to give credit to user Ye is Anthony with two eyes, uh, who made this gem. Basically he pit Disney and Pixar movies against each other in a traditional bracket format. Started with thirty two movies and then eventually as you pick who would win each head to head battle, you would let down to a final winner um of the head to head competitions. And Unlike in most cases, I actually gave a heads up to Rachel on this particular topic, and we both already filled out our own brackets ahead of time. But we have just viewed each other's bracket picks for the first time right before I hit play for us to record this. So here begins the debate. I, I immediately see, Rachel, that you have a big circle and some expletives and concern <laughs> on my bracket that you have uh-huh. commented on. So tell me accurate, more. Accurate. Yeah, okay, what's going so on? So first things first, I think it's important to note that there are a lot of really underrated movies on here, but also we kind of need to see some more movies because some on the Pixar side, I didn't, I was, I like the good dinosaur. I've never even heard of that, but again, I'm an adult, so I don't, you know, children's things are marketed to me but um so i of course have pocahontas as the winner of all movies ever um and i see that she didn't even make your uh first round somehow beat out by aladdin no she wasn't she makes sense no no pocahontas won the first round in my bracket she actually beat out little mermaid and i'm embarrassed to admit that there was a moment where i paused and wasn't sure um yeah, I give Pocahontas 
more credit because I know that you really love that movie. But, okay, so The Little Mermaid is a classic, but I think we can all agree that Pocahontas is consistently visually beautiful, has some of the best music, and has, like, one of the best strong female leads. Yeah, no, by far, Before that was even... Like, she really was the first strong female lead that Disney provided us. I would argue that Belle was, but okay. What? No! I'm going argue- to say no. That is incorrect. No, but you're you're Mulan not wrong. I do, I do remember being a kid, seeing Pocahontas, and being drawn to the fact that she clearly was a strong female protagonist. I'm right. not disagreeing with you on that front. Right. No, you're correct on that. Pocahontas beat out The Little Mermaid for that reason, easily. Because the reason I like Little Mermaid is Ursula, yes. which is just a whole side tangent. But so yeah, Pocahontas won Ariel's that round. It. It's such a weak character. It's not... <laughs> but no then, contest. But then I have... So I have Aladdin beating Hercules. Sure. And you did I not go that route. You actually have Hercules beating Aladdin, and we can get into that in a second. But, okay, so I have Aladdin beating Hercules, and then I have Aladdin beating Pocahontas, because in, in my childhood, that just, it, it was what it was. Like, I really loved that movie. Right. And I'm I'm not disagreeing that Aladdin isn't a great movie. It I has just- Jasmine. It does have Jasmine. She's not a weak female protagonist. No, and I would, yeah, no, fully. Um, And I, I don't know. I just think like the storyline of Aladdin is great and the music is wonderful. But I'm going to go with Hercules again as being just one of those like really underrated Disney movies. Like they have some, again, some of the best music. I do love Hades. Right. I love Hades. It's has a really creative design to it. A lot of the animation is a little, is more, um, you know, like they use Greek writing and imagery and stuff like that to tell the story. And I think it's just... The vases. Yeah, it's such a creative spin on everything that I think, I don't know, I think Hercules and Pocahontas are both super underrated movies. Like if you go to the parks, they're nowhere. But of course, like other you know, more popular, you know, like the Disney princesses and stuff like that are all over the place. That's fair. I, yeah, I, I can't be sorry though for having Aladdin Mm. go further than Pocahontas. I just, I can't, but I I understand she won in your bracket. I'm not surprised. I've always known that she's your favorite. Yeah. She's your favorite Disney princess. She's your favorite Disney character. She is. Yeah. So she She was my favorite when I was six years old. Yeah, I was a, a tiny little feminist who just demanded strong female characters, and I loved that Pocahontas <laughs> bucked the patriarchy in such a beautiful way. She did. Actually, I, I, for anyone who wants a fun fact me. about Rachel, I feel like this is worth sharing. Uh, Rachel has a stuffy I do. of Pocahontas I do. in our bedroom, like as like a mascot of the room, like perched up in the corner overlooking mm-hmm. at all times. It's like baby Pocahontas too. It is baby Pocahontas. Oh, I love Pocahontas. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, she was very, that movie was very popular in 1995 or Oh, six. I, I know. Like, I saw I Pocahontas on ice. Yeah. Oh. And when I was in kindergarten, that was like the hot clothing ip to have yeah i and had I a tie-dyed t-shirt so of it. cool i know there's a lot of fringe and stuff um wait i have to tell you this yeah i had a turtleneck 
Yeah. Of an embroidered image oh of Pocahontas and company <laughs> across my, <laughs> like, at the corner pocket chest area. That's adorable. Yeah, I had that. I don't remember what yeah. color it was, but that was really, a, you're right, it was a focal point <laughs> of my wardrobe. <laughs> it was a staple. Yeah, no, I just, Pocahontas for me remains really, like, the most underappreciated and wonderful movie. Well, okay, so let's talk about then, so that was your winner. Yeah. So let's talk for a minute about um, my overall winner. Well, of course, you had Inside Out as the overall winner. Which Were you again, surprised by that? No, I even wrote on here, not surprised. Yeah, I actually literally wrote the same thing. Not for you surprised. Not surprised. I know, we're both, um, but Inside Out is my third favorite movie of all time. Sure. Coming in right behind A League of Their Own and Mean Girls. <laughs> I love Inside Out. And uh-huh. it's the counselor in me that's yeah. really all about like talking about feelings and the humor that was used mm-hmm. in expressing that. And Riley, of course, for me, was just such a lovable protagonist because she's this little tomboy from the Midwest. Gotta mm-hmm. love, you know, the Minnesota girls uh, being from Wisconsin. And um, yeah, it just... I, so you weren't surprised that you. I picked it. No. And you had it actually in your final two. Yeah. So it only lost to Pocahontas. So I appre- I put yay on my we commentary for that. I was yeah. happy that you had it going that far. I, I did have a concern about on the Pixar side of the bracket. I actually put check marks next to everything because I agreed with all your picks. Sure. Except when it came to Ratatouille versus A Bug's Life. I'll admit, not a giant fan of either of those movies, but I loathe bugs. I know. And I just, nothing about A Bug's Life speaks to me. I'm going to be honest in saying that when I was looking at the Pixar side, there were several movies that I have not seen. And I well, have same. not seen Ratatouille. So that was kind of the... so. Maybe I would have liked it a lot more if I'd ever seen it, but... So that lo- lost by not seeing it. Yeah, and I had seen A Bug's Life. Okay. In fact, I saw it in theaters when I was, like, 10. I, I don't yeah. know when it came out, but... I saw Ratatouille in college, but I was really disappointed that the Pixar side did not have Monsters U as an option. Yeah. It had Monsters, Inc., but not Monsters U. If Monsters, Monsters U is. had been on here, mm-hmm. it would have made it until it ran into Inside Out. Because actually, of all Disney movies, believe it or not... Inside Out's my favorite, but number two for me is Monsters University. Not a giant fan of Monsters Incorporated, but I love Monsters U. I have no idea what I loved about it, except maybe I thought it was a nice parody on college life. I will say, um, when it came out, I was in graduate school, and my, like, graduate school cohort, because I studied higher education, watched it together, so... Did you... What was the consensus on the movie? We thought it was cute. We yeah. thought it showed some like interesting developmental stages. Yeah. Okay, so we you took did it such about... an academic view on it. Yeah, well, that's what we did all the time. Yeah, so actually, we totally talked about their development, but not really. It was just like cute. We just watched it because you know college is the thing we do. But I was in grad school when it came out, and I went to go see it with a friend who managed to go to the wrong theater and not actually show up. Oh, um, so you just watched it all by yourself as yeah, an adult. Yeah, it was the first and only movie I've ever seen completely by myself, and I loved it. It was so delightful. I sat and spent five minutes feeling embarrassed and then realized that no one in the theater noticed or cared, um, and so I proceeded to watch like, the movie on my own. Who cares? <laughs> I know, but it was so good. I love it, and then it was gifted to me by a former principal I worked I with two years ago. I do love that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny, and they make fun of, like... Greek life and you know I was in a sorority mm-hmm. in college which is always surprising for people when they find that out about mm-hmm. me because I don't seem the sort whatever that means but yeah no I love I love Monsters University but my Monsters Inc made it 
to how far did it? Make it really it just mind? made the first cut, and then it. The it lost to Incredibles. You know, the funny thing is, I haven't even seen Incredibles, but I let it beat out Monster Inc. I just have a feeling I like it from the clips no, I've seen. No, it is, and I think so. I will say, I think the pairings here made it kind of challenging, so things could get to a round that I, you know, I, I didn't really have like strong feelings on it. For example, like the Bugs Life and Ratatouille round, and I'm like, I don't have strong feelings on either one of those, but that got into the same space as Wally and in the Incredibles, which I both. I like both of those movies a lot. Um, let's let's look for a second about each of our final fours. So your sure. final four included Frozen, which I also had yes. completely agree with. Pocahontas, which should come as no surprise since that ended up being your winner. Brave, which with the theme of a lot of what you picked, strong leading lady character. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. We watched that together recently. Mm-hmm. And then Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Which I also had. Yeah. So my theme, as I'm looking at it now, is really uh, it's strong. All, yes. Strong women. Okay. Um, it's strong women protagonists in every single one of those four. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What, what are my my four? So you have Frozen, mm-hmm. um, which I love too. Beauty and the Beast, which of oh, course yes. I love. But and I wasn't even sure whether they meant, and they probably meant the cartoon. <gasps> oh, I used to the old one. But well, even even the new one, the new uh, one's even. Better, in my opinion, because I love Emma Watson. I do, too. But the old one is such a, like, classic, and my sister and I literally wore out the VHS tape (laughs) in, you know, circa 1995 again, watching that movie over and over again. That's adorable. And then, okay, so we have Beauty and the Beast, Frozen. Toy Story. Yes. And Inside Out. And Inside Out. So, Toy Story... I was surprised within myself to see it make it as far as it did did. because I don't often think of Toy Story as a movie that meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. But at the time that it came out as a kid, like remember seeing that computer animated cartoon. It really was the first of its kind. Yeah. Yeah. And it it just, I don't even know what words to say. It just kind of blew my mind, you Mm -hmm. know, and I really liked the premise of taking classic kids toys and animating them in a literal sense in the, as if they were alive and they were just fooling us when we turned away, which still gives me a complex to this day whenever I feel like I parting with any everyone. of my old I stuff. I'm always like, oh, do you have feelings? Are you going to cry about this? encourages hoarding in a dangerous <laughs> way. But I also kind of love that idea of like our our toys because I, I also like when I was a kid, I would often take toys with me to school because I was afraid that they would like be bored all day by themselves, you know. <laughs> um, so I'd take them in my backpack so they would have a little adventure That's to go so on. That's so sweet. And then I would like put coloring pages and stuff in there with them. So I, they could color? Yeah, right. So they wouldn't be bored. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it was so innovative and so new. And I think, you know, when I think of like the Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 3 are also on here. And those are like really beautiful continuations of the story but really like those the first are one is good such, they sequels are, they're such good sequels they really set the bar mm-hmm. for like how you can do a sequel well it was an entire it was because it was an entirely different storyline using the same characters yeah and god they really hit on those emotional heartstrings like at the end of the third one if you didn't cry your heart is made of stone yeah so. can we also just Ugh. briefly point out the fact that most of the newer movies pretty much any of them that have come out in the 2000 teens, whatever mm-hmm. we're going to call that, required that you cry. Oh, yeah. Like, I just saw Coco the other day for the first time, mm-hmm. and I ugly sobbed. I've heard it. It just, 
digs at you. Well, like I was okay until that final song, and I knew it was coming, huh. and it hit me in the gut. You but coming. I also cried during Brave. I also cried during Inside Out a yeah. lot during Inside Out. Oh, I, Inside I also Out. cried during Zootopia. I like oh Zootopia, yeah, yeah, um, or Up, which didn't make it on here, but Up the first. Five minutes of that? Neither of us picked it because it went against Brave. It's, yeah, right. I do love Brave. And Brave is like a, a heartstrings one too. But up the first five minutes of yeah. it are just, again, if, if you don't feel emotions, your heart is made out of stone. Because yeah. it is, it's about two old people who just loved each other the whole time. And, and the opening part of it is that an old lady really wanted this thing to happen her whole life and then it never did. And she died. It, it's just... Oh, yeah, it's like... Sometimes your dreams don't come true. I know, now it's like I'm I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. Yeah, and of course, it came up against Brave, which... uh, I love Brave so much, so... I I had one final question for you in this bracket challenge, and it's it's when we get to the... What is that? The Elite Eight (laughs) of, (laughs) of uh, of the bracket. On the Disney side, you had, you know... It was going to happen. You have Pocahontas mm-hmm. against Mulan in one of those rounds. Right. How hard was that for you? And follow-up question, would Mulan have made your championship had it been on the Pixar side? I think so. I think, like, when I was thinking about the Pixar side, it was easier for me because I didn't really have the same emotionality attached to it. But I assume that that's because a lot of the Disney side was my... Childhood. childhood childhood movies yeah and so yeah Mulan was hard to part with because again strong female character really beautiful music so timely to Christina Aguilera ah and if you haven't cried at that like who is that girl I see the mirror song mm-hmm. yeah yeah right where she wipes off her makeup and you're just like identity i know and, so. and there's something so obviously she's the man ask yeah about the movie that really speaks to us <laughs> i know and is Queer appealing. icon yes exactly Mulan. yeah mm-hmm. which i'm sure for us is why frozen made it so far too although it is an objectively good yeah. movie and with great it music. has maintained longevity of popularity like it, it came out frozen or milan no frozen it came out five mm-hmm. years ago and it's still, it's still holding very strong, yes, especially with the young ones. With the little ones, I think right. some adults are over it. I'm not over it. I'm, and actually, if you plan to go to Epcot or you know Walt Disney World anytime soon, I strongly encourage everyone to check out the new Frozen ride in Norway. Oh my gosh, it is so well Beautiful. done, and yes. you will just feel giddy with joy. <laughs> uh, and even the queue was just adorable it and was. so Nordic. Yes. Try to get fast passes though, because it's a really long wait if you don't have it. We really we was. were lucky enough to get fast passes, but we still got to see the queue, which was really cute too. So yeah, we got to see, but agreed. only for but like a manageable amount. We saw it for like ten minutes. When we got <laughs> to the ride, but it really was just yeah. stunning. Yeah, I will I will always miss Maelstrom, which was the attraction mm-hmm. that was there before and was actually based on Norway, sure, and not a fictional land, fictional inspired by Norway. Um. But the Frozen ride is really beautifully done. So beautiful. And the yeah. scene where Elsa's singing Let It Go and the wind is pushing you uh, backwards. You and get like, chills every time. Yeah. Yeah, literally, metaphorically, we, it's great. We rewatched it just on, you know, somebody's GoPro. Doing <laughs> on it. YouTube. And I was, I was getting chills just thinking about how incredible it was because it was just such a good... Yeah. Swept you away. Yeah. Well, so that was, that was off topic. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, this bracket challenge, I, I have to say, by and large... 
you and I mostly agreed with each other. I would say yes. Which I think is really I had the some, basis for a solid marriage. But there, yes, there were some concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think I think we will survive this. Even though you had doubts at the beginning, I think I think our marriage can make it through. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, maybe. Definitely, maybe. The final topic I wanted to bring up on today's episode is more of a question prompt. The idea behind this prompt is that Epcot and in particular Epcot's World Showcase, is beginning to move more towards the model of using Disney's intellectual properties to create new attractions and hopefully make the theme park more exciting for kids. Because at least right now, Epcot really has the reputation of being targeted more towards adults, and a lot of people feel like it's less exciting for kids. So um, as Disney starts creating these new attractions for Epcot or, you know, replicating attractions that are already in existence in other Disney theme parks. My question for you is essentially this. What Disney IP that does not already have a ride-based attraction should get one? And keep in mind, this does not need to be an attraction for World Showcase or even Epcot, but it could be. And also, what kind of detra- like attraction would it be? What would you design? Okay. So I was super excited because uh, I got an opportunity to highlight my favorite movie ever and my favorite IP with an attraction for Epcot. So I'm going to say I'm picking a Pocahontas ride. I'm name pending, maybe like Colors of the Wind with Pocahontas or something like that. But it would go in the America, America Pavilion for Epcot. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And so my in my mind, it is a combination classic dark ride and water ride. Not maybe like fully, I would say a cross between the Frozen Ever After ride and Splash Mountain. So you're wow. like actually going to get wet in this ride. Wow. Okay following the theme of waterfalls from Pocahontas. So, and then it's also going to take a little bit of a conservation bent, similar to I like. to Ellen's energy adventure, kind of more about like respecting the environment and like loving the earth and all this. Sneaking other. in some edutainment. Yes, a little bit of edutainment in this. So that's, that's so it's got classic dark ride, it's got some of the best, you know, m- movie music that exists. I do love Colors it's of the Wind. It's got, oh, and, okay, so similar to the Navi River Journey, beautiful scenery. You know, I'm thinking of, like, the butterflies and the birds and the flowers and all the other things that they highlight in, you know, for example, like, the Colors of the Wind song, you know, that whole stretch where she's hanging out with John Smith. And the sequence where they're literally running they're through They're literally, and, fields. Right, and <laughs> Pocahontas magically turns into a watercolor painting that's moving. Yes, that whole, that whole scene. I want that to be part of it. A little bit of edutainment, again, about conservation, but then it's also going to turn into a water ride it, with an actual water drop, similar to Pocahontas running off Pride Rock or whatever, you know, the same. <laughs> she runs off the cliff and, like, dives 17 miles down. Is that the climax of the ride? Like, is that the focal point? So, in my mind, there's, like, a, a big crescendo with mm-hmm. paint with all the colors of the wind. And then you go off the, you know, down the, the waterfall. And then, you know, maybe some, like, cute ending stuff with Miko and that sort of stuff. And, like, a goodbye message so end with a positive vibe yes so there's my idea i like it if anyone wants to take it i could mock up a storyboard but you know i would really appreciate 
the American Pavilion having an attraction and having an exciting one mm-hmm. or an interesting one at that that's not just like a video that they currently have because yeah. you and I always just walk right on through the American Pavilion yeah. it's just a crossroads right in fact before this I had to clarify that there was an American Pavilion because I, <laughs> I was like there is one right yeah I've it's where we go to the bathroom we've never done anything else say, there I don't remember doing maybe we got a press penny there Maybe. maybe they could get one in the gift shop. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Is that? But it's really not. It's not noteworthy. No. Now it's well, especially because you and I are really not there for the American. Yeah. No, like we, the whole thing is Americana culture. Like the whole theme park. It's <laughs> like, true, I know. I'm like the World Showcase. I'm not there for that. Yeah. Okay. So mine, fittingly, with you going with your winner from the bracket challenge, or whatever we want to call that. <laughs> I went with Inside Out mm-hmm. and there is there are rumors that Inside Out might be coming to the Imagination Pavilion. Mm-hmm. If that's true, I really hope they don't go to Figment because I am a huge Figment yeah. fan as evidenced by some of the decorations in our home. I would not want to lose him. I really wish they would just make the Imagination ride the great ride that it used to be or that it could be if they just reimagined it. Again, <laughs> but anyway, so I want an inside out ride, and I also imagine it being a dark ride, except the style that I would take to it is Mystic Manor, oh. which is one of the attractions not stateside, but it has these cars, these ride vehicles that move, I believe, with magnets in the ground. So they move pretty independently of without necessarily needing like. A, track a visible track mm-hmm. yeah and and it's really it uses screen technology but everything feels pretty three-dimensional even though it's really only two-dimensional right. and they just do some amazing special effects i could see them having a field day doing a quick paced dark ride that follows some of the adventures of joy and sadness as they go through riley's memories and watching the different, like, they don't want the memory towers to fall, but some of them are changing. You don't want to lose Bing Bong, RIP Bing Bong. And just kind of having fun cameos with anger and disgust and fear. It could be really fun. Yeah. And I think there could be a certain level, too, of we saw that patent that came out a while back about how rides could change based on your emotions on the ride. Could you imagine them one day incorporating that kind of technology into an inside out type ride? I don't even know what they would do. Like you're afraid. And then it shows you what it's like to be afraid. You're happy. But you could. Okay. So for example, when um, we're registering to stay, we have to pick our favorite icon you know, you have to pick your mascot or whatever. So I, of course, pick Pocahontas, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Say, Inside the um, My Disney Experience My app, Disney you Experience. get to pick your an avatar, well, an avatar. a character yeah, okay. avatar. Yeah. And so, you have Pocahontas. Right. So you could, so for me, for example, I could, you know, if they're talking, if they're doing the um, personalized ride, it could be something that you loved. They could do like a flashback of. Pocahontas. Oh, that'd you know be I mean? cute. And mine would be Peter Pan. Right. You could oh, do, yeah. you know, they could build off of that. That would be sweet. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. So I really want an inside out attraction. I have a feeling it's coming to Epcot. Mm. I don't know when, but I have a feeling right. it's coming. And I really hope they do something great with it and make it fun and make it quick paced and family friendly. 
I want something that can really take a high capacity of guest, <laughs> uh, guest from the park. But I, more importantly than that, just want it to be a, a good ride. Yeah. I want them to really put some effort into it. Yeah. Because I, I just, my heart is so invested in that particular, yeah. um, IP and that story, and I think it's so sweet. And the way that we can identify with memories and emotions and. I'm sure they could get creative with that too. Kind of like how at the end of Spaceship Earth, you know, they take your pictures, they show you what future you could have when you click a series of buttons. Maybe something in that spirit too. Oh. Like expressing our own memories. I, I don't know what that might be, but it this is, this is why I'm not an Imagineer. <laughs> I don't have a storyboard here. Mm. But I really do want that attraction. That would be lovely, I think. Thank you. Yeah. I think so too. Wow, we really had a lot to say this episode. Yeah, there were a lot of feelings. Yeah, I agree. So I think that brings us to the end of our show, Rach. I really want to thank you for joining me again today and for participating, especially in our little uh, bracket challenge there. You know, any opportunity to share the glory of Pocahontas, I will gladly take. You're using this as your platform to spread her, like, <laughs> her good right. news. She has been greatly <laughs> underappreciated for 20 or so years, so I'm going to champion her now. I'll give you that. <laughs> I want to thank all of our listeners as well as our friends and family for all of the feedback that you've shared with us over the past few weeks. We love hearing from you and we want to keep hearing from you. So do not be afraid to reach out. If you enjoyed today's show, please remember to subscribe on iTunes as well as rate and review us. You can also bookmark us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash TMS podcast. Feel free to reach out to us personally on Facebook if you'd like to share your thoughts or suggest a future episode topic. This has been Peg and Rachel Zisman for Those Magic Sparks podcast. Don't forget, kindness is cool. So make good choices and have a magical day, everybody. <laughs>